Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Reed Dunnigan. And man, getting these little pod, car podcasts, and I know it feels like we bring it up a lot, but it feels like there's there's no proper way to get everything set up that you feel. You're like, okay, I'm going to plug it in here and get it all set up and, and so on. And this one I got like attached to the steering wheel, and now it just feels like you were saying before, it's like it's like someone getting really into Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino, and they're going to start getting all these like crazy creative shots. Like They almost focus on that way more than the actual story. Well... Because last episode we did, and I mentioned it on this, but like the last episode we we, we covered um, from dusk till dawn, and yeah, for the for our last Halloween episode of the year, and uh, I was talking about dusk from dusk till dawn two, which I own, which I've only watched once because it's from dusk till dawn two, and it, it's one of those movies. Even though I only watched it once, so I guess I can say this, but I remember it was one of those movies. That was trying a bunch of very like weird, ambitious, creative shots. And, you know, the guy's like, man, how can I honor, like, Rodriguez and Tarantino? And, like, well, they probably wouldn't do this. But they're like, oh, okay, sure. You, you, you swung. Like, whenever there's a part where a guy's <laughs> cracking into a safe and whenever he was turning it, like, the camera was spinning the way the safe was. Like, yeah, I don't think they'd do that. It's a little bit much. Or there's a part where, like, one guy's giving information and another guy's doing push-ups and the camera keeps going up and down looking at him as he's talking. Like, yeah, okay, all right. So when you were, so when I, when I was watching, when you were sitting at your camera, <laughs> just seeing, like, well, not like that, not like that. I was like, oh, wow. Getting flashbacks, <laughs> that shitty straight-to-video movie. Exactly. It just even reminds me of just making movies and so on like that, too. And then, yeah, as I said, there's always the people that want to get the they, they focus really on the creative shots more than they focus on anything else. Yeah. Or there's you, you'll watch kind of a half ass movie and then they'll be like, well, did you, well, wait, man, look at this. You, you're going to be mind blown when you see this shot I got. You know, you're going to see it. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? How do you do that? Well, there's also a little bit of that, like real humbling thing that comes from when you're making a movie, like when you're like showing a movie to like your film class or to whatever class project it is and you're showing it and you're just kind of like, this joke is going to land and there's utter crickets. I'm like, okay, okay, well, the the next one's going to land because that's the best joke in the thing. And then there's like more crickets. You're like, fuck, there's 10 minutes left to go. And you just slowly sink down like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? (laughs) So it was like, that is one of those things like, ah, editing is important. Cutting is important. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You you feel like there's that thing of like, you know, maybe it's better to have less, you know, something that uh, actually modern filmmakers don't really understand anymore. They're just like, no, 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 fill it up. Damn it, get that movie theater going. There's nobody here. I don't care. There's nobody here. Well, they're going to enjoy my opus. It's Mission Impossible 6. Damn it, it's an opus. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't I didn't see it, and I have zero plans on watching it. I'm actually going to double-check, make sure I'm not mixing movies up right now. Um, no, I thought you talked about Mission Impossible 6, or whatever, 6 or 7, whatever the hell they're on. It's actually good. It's, don't say you're not going to see that one, because I would say you're No, wrong. no, I, I, I will plan. I wanted to see that in, in theaters. It just got by me. Um... How long is this fucking thing? Um, it just came out. I just want to make sure I'm right before I say, like, yeah, Jesus. Okay, so the <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's movie is 109 minutes. I saw that one in theaters, actually. Oh, you did? I did. I had uh, I had two hours to kill. The time looked about right. Or I had two and a half hours to kill. 
So I'm like, the time looked right. It was the only movie that was at the time, right when I got off. I was like, you know what? I could go sit in the car and wait for a while. Or I could just go to the movie theaters and sit and wait. And I'm like, you know what? What the hell? I'll go see this. This at least, I will say the Five Nights at Freddy's concept is at least it's a very interesting one. And I know nothing about this. So let's go and see what the hell it all is. You know? So I went there and the movie was short. The downfall was is it kind of screwed up my time plan because the movie took 35 to 40 minutes to get rolling after all the goddamn ads. And I mean, nothing wrong with trailers, but I just don't want to see commercial ads when I'm in the movie theater. I know they got to make their money somehow, but. Isn't it like, I mean? like two hours? So the movie's over two hours or something, wasn't it? Over like. No, no, it's short. It's like, it's like under. Thinking? It's like an hour and 50 minutes. I don't know. 90 minutes. Oh, I said 109 minutes. Oh, fuck. I misread the fucking idiot. Math. Great. That, that's fucking recorded for <laughs> yes. right here. Man's mortal than oh, me. Yeah, because ninety minutes would be yeah, dumb. yeah, an hour and a half. I heard someone say it was like two hours plus. I heard someone say that, and I was like, what? no, it, no, it, it, it was short. It just it, well, it was two hours plus of those trailers and ads of all the stupid Pepsi ads and everything else I need to see. Runtime, really? But, um, oh, an hour yeah. and forty nine minutes. Where, where the fuck did I hear this thing? Oh, you know what? I heard it was like I'm not gonna lie. It's 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 late over here for me. I don't have the math side of my brain on, so I was like 109 minutes. Oh, that's probably that. I'm not going to do the math in my head right now. But yeah, I, I, the original runtime was apparently three hours, and they had to trim this thing down. So okay, all right, that's what I've heard. I just yeah. Well, okay. I mean, let's yeah. be let's be honest. Most movies, I guess, always have a you know the original like what they shot compared to what they actually end up editing down. It's not like anybody shoots a movie and be like 90 minutes. There we go. No more, no less. Should we shoot a cover? Hell no. We got the 90 minute mark. We're perfect. Don't need us to do anything else from here. It's all good. You sure about that? Positive. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know why. I just thought I've heard it was like two and a half hours, but no, 190 minutes sounds about right. Or almost two hours sounds about right. Yeah. You know, it's funny though. When I, when I watch the five nights at Freddy's thing, it's like, it, this almost goes to show that like, you know, you're getting old when like, because that's like that thing that like appeals really hardcore to like the youth, you know, like for like the last 10 years, it fits in that same category as like Minecraft and all that stuff. And all I think about it is you just kind of look at it and go, Oh, so what the youth see here is that, um, what is really scary is what we grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how, like, when we were growing up, it's like, oh, what's scary? The 1800s. That's scary. When when you see an old, you know, black and white photo of like a cowboy town and whatnot, and now it's you know, a, like Bodie over there. You know what I mean? That's the ghost town in California. You know, <laughs> you take some old black and white photos of that. That looks scary. There's a horror movie waiting to happen there now. So what these kids go like? You know, it's really scary. 1980s, like pizza parlor with animatronics in there, arcades. And pinball, God forbid, pinball. Zoom, Zoomers just gotta like skip over what, like the part of Goof Troop. If the God, if they even can get through Goof Troop, <laughs> or like the Goofy movie when they stop at the Possum theme park. <laughs> the Possum one. That that one was actually kind of frightening as a kid. I remember watching that like in 1995, and I was like, well, that's, that that was a little intense of a scene there. <laughs> and then I felt kind of bad because I remember like that was like that one where I like as a kid I would I would feel more emotion for like those kind of scenes where it's just like. Dude, his dad's trying so hard. What's fucking wrong with Max? Jesus Christ. Like, you know, you see Goofy afterwards. He bite in the head. He's like, stupid hat, dad. You're stupid. Don't you ever tell me one of these places again. You're a terrible father. I wish Pete was my dad. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> At least he's no, got what? a hot tub in the motorhome. 
well, you know what, Max? I wish you were my fucking son either. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> you ever think that, like, you keep trying and keep trying to make this, like, there's this thing that's in your house, you know, lives for free, eats all your fucking food, keeps you up at all goddamn hours of night, doesn't clean the fucking sticky-ass, like, shower floor. Don't fucking lie. I know what you're doing there, fucking Mac. God damn it. And you just bitch and moan. Just bitch and moan all fucking night. Like, if you just like real like, like breakdown moment for Goofy. <laughs> just just at the possum theme park where he's got the fucking hat on. And like somebody's like looking, like, are you guys okay? Hey, how much about your own fucking business? What <laughs> Yeah, gonna, oh, I'll go kick his fucking ass just for you, Max. Don't you dare let me see that. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm a good fucking father. I work hard taking goddamn photos of little bratty children every day so that you can come home and play your super fucking Nintendo. He's just like, he's like, hey, hey, you know, this is a family park. Oh, guess what? You're next, motherfucker. Gloves are coming off. Just like takes off the gloves. He just has like super like photorealistic hands. They're all like calloused and muscular. Just like, beat the fuck out of the guy in the rain. It's just like, like, it's like my mitts. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's just like the, the, the like, oh, Goofy lived a life before this. He's he's retired. Like this is supposed to be like you know, this is his like I don't go by that name anymore. And then when he's like working at the photo booth, now he's just out there. Like he's like, son, dad, go. Like son, you brought this upon him. It's happening because of you. He just gets beating this guy in the rain. <laughs> Looks like now we're going on the run. <laughs> out on the open road. <laughs> It's the rest of the movie. They're trying to just dispose of the body. That's the real reason they got to go there. It's just a cover-up story. Yeah, it's a cleaner. Yeah. yeah. Pete's the only one in on it. You know, he's, he's like the mob boss. Well, yeah. Goof, you got to keep him under your thumb now. <laughs> under your thumb with six feet under. I don't know. He's going back to Goofy. But, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, scary theme park things like that and so on. You know, um, I don't know. It was one of those ones. It was like a very like educational experience watching that movie because like that's like totally going in blind. Like I know it's scary Chuck E. Cheese. That's all I know. Beyond that, I couldn't tell you anything else beforehand about it. So it was one of those ones when you go in there, you're like, I have no idea who these characters are, how the story is. Like it was almost even slightly confusing because it's like, you know, not like in a bad way, but just because like I just don't know what's going on, like where this is going to go. I don't know what kind of turns and twists. And I don't know if this is in the game, but the guy, you know, starts off and he has like, this like mental issue where he's like always trying to figure out that his brother was stolen at like 10 years old. Like somebody kidnapped him at like a Nebraska, you know, campground or whatnot. They're on a family vacation and whatnot. And so he keeps trying to recreate this dream scenario over and over and over again to figure out who that guy was that stole his brother. And it's like a really weird thing. I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with five nights at Freddy's? Like this feels like two movies slapped together. You know, I'm like, was this in the game? (laughs) I know there's like five of those games. I've never, I mean, I've watched like when it first came out, I watched a couple of like let's plays of it just to see what the fuck this thing was. Yeah. Um, and that's right when it came out, like at least when I remember, I remember, I mean, it was probably out before that. I remember it coming out like in 2014 or something like that. It might be wrong there, but, um, uh, but I heard what the movie did is it really went heavy into the lore. And it's one of those movies like 
only people that are really, I mean, I give it credit for this, but another part of me is just like, I, I still don't give a shit to really watch it. But, um, well, now that I know it's a lot shorter, if it pops up on Netflix or something, maybe I'll check it out. I, I heard like, I don't know what, where I heard it was like two and a half hours. I must've heard about the original cut, but yeah. Um, but apparently it does that thing where it brings in a lot of lore and mm-hmm. it's like, if you really appreciate like it's kind of left to fill in the blanks if you watch the shit or if you play the shit, but if you don't, it's a little bit of like, why is he wearing a suit that kills him? Why is this? Why is that? You know? So yeah, yeah, it does definitely have a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, like as the movie kind of went on, I was like, okay, everything's kind of coming together. I just thought it had weird choices. That was that was what I thought. Like I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just I thought it was like you know middle of the road, um, interesting. I will say, but when it's one of those ones where I watch it, I go. You hate to start saving, they're like, I can make a better, like, scary Chuck E. Cheese movie than this. Like, you know, like, ghost children possessing the, the puppets. Like, I thought it was going to be more, like, robotic-type, like, you know, murder machines that were in there and stuff. And then you're like, oh, it's all sad ghost children that were stolen by, you know, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Like, huh, interesting. Yeah, I heard about that part. I mean, I didn't see the movie, but I know that something so, I've heard from the original game is it was just robots and but then they added the other layer of oh they're actually possessed which i'm like i don't know i think it's i think i mean okay the bodies are still in there that's creepy but i think it's actually better if they're not possessed if they are just robots just doing shit you know that's me though i mean i never really played any of the games i just watched the let's plays of the first one that's about it yeah well i'm kind of with you on that 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 was the sore way i was too i mean granted yeah it's like whatever at least the upside i will say is the dude that made the game was the writer on the movie so at least that it's not like someone just ripped it out of his hands and just ran with it so at least i give it kind of credit there you know but um it just reminds me like one of those ones where it's like it was cool it's a good concept but i feel like it's one of those movies where that concept's actually such a great concept that i think it could be done like 10 times better if somebody else gave it kind of another go like you know, something it'd be hard to do it now because now, like, the kids will look and be like, That's just a Five Night at Freddy's ripoff, you know. But I do feel like Scary Chuck E. Cheese could be taken to the next level. Plus, the fact that it's kind of weird because that thing I was even looking at some of the games afterwards, it's like they're, they sell the games, it's like it's family friendly horror, like murderous robots, you know, keeping a guy up at night in his fucking like night job is family, fr- like, okay, that's a weird, that's a weird way to sell that, like. You know what I mean? So it's kind of weird because it's like they have this almost very like brutal concept of how everything is and like people getting shoved into like the machines and the machines clamping down on them. And it's like, but then they try to pull it back just enough. So it's like, but it's family friendly, kids. You can watch this at church. <laughs> After Sunday class or whatever. Uh, or Sunday school. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird like like pedal zone of like trying to keep it like. I don't know. It feels like it's a rated R concept by far, but like they're trying to pull it back to almost like PG in a weird way. I, I don't know. That's such a, but not like in a fun way. Like if it was like a Monster Squad or something like that. Like they're still trying to keep it in that dark horror. But then, yeah, it, it, it's a weird tightrope walk. I will say. Well, it's also one of those. Well, first off, um, I never played any of the games, but um, I know the first game at least. I don't know about the future ones, but the first game at least works like. Do you know how it plays exactly, or yeah? Because it's like you sort of watch security cameras yeah, and whatnot, and like more or less. Yeah, that's kind of how. Yeah, it kind of goes like that. Like you it's almost so one of those much, like so much power to keep the door open or closed. You got to check the monitors, see where they're at. So, I mean, I think creatively, that's a, that's an interesting way to like build the tension. I think it's a very creative mm-hmm. like first for indie project. I think it's very creative and using what you got. You know. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, th- I think that, like, all the concepts around it is interesting. Like, I almost still kind of want to give the game a go after kind of hearing that. Because every once in a while you'll see a, they'll put the whole set for sale for, like, next to nothing. Because I really I really think those games came out on PS3, I almost want to say. Mm-hmm. I want to say they were one of those ones when, like, the initial Xbox 360 and PS3 kind of digital stores came up. That was kind of, like, the big game of that kind of era that caught the kids' attention. And I just remember, like, that was one of those ones you go into, like, GameStop as, like, an adult be like, what the hell is all this Five Night at Freddy's thing? I don't understand this. What are the kids into nowadays? Why is Freddy... My Freddy in my day was Freddy Krueger. Who's this other Freddy? Freddy Fosbear? <laughs> what the fuck is... You know, yeah, well, there's also... Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I think that... It, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be, like, dismissive of this thing because I didn't grow up with it, but at the exact same time, like, because I've heard some people saying, man, it should have been rated R. But I'm kind of looking like, well, I mean... <sighs> Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people who grew up playing it are probably now, if you do the math, are probably in like their early 20s now or maybe even mid-20s. But there's still a lot of people that were playing around that. Even then, there were still kids that are probably like, you know, teens or even like pre-teens right now. They're really into it. So that's one of the that's one of those franchises I get why they're still PG-ifying it or PG-13. It's like, I understand why the first two Mortal Kombats were PG-13, because who was your yeah. big demographic at the time, you know? I mean, I know there's a lot of... I know it, by this point, it's probably gone beyond that, but I get why, though, you know? Especially when the first game, it's just the jump scare that gets you, and it's the lore, apparently, the more you look into it, where you get the creepy stuff. Yeah, well, and as I said, those games are all sold. Like, they literally said in the description when I was kind of looking at them, the other day is they're all said like family friendly horror entertainment like that's literally in the description so it's like i, I like they're not going to make it rated r because of that <laughs> just trying to think of what you when you call this like two millennials trying to understand like five nights at freddy's without playing the game like i don't so from what i've heard from what i've looked at i've never actually played the fucking game but you saw the movie and i saw let's play 10 years ago um (laughs) i saw a couple action figures so i think i had an idea <laughs> we are literally the studio exec, like looking at like, hey, hey, so we got this thing called um double dragon. Let me see the instruction booklet. Yeah, I fucking get it. And they just walk in. Yeah, let's make a movie off of this. Okay. Yeah, one of those ones like that. Uh, the weird thing is, is that, like I think what when I think about this though, is the concept of it seems like it's actually I mean, just including making it scary for kids, but like really like it's almost even made for people technically even older than us because I feel like the core Chuck E. Cheese generation is you had to be in like the late seventies to mid eighties kind of era. We're kind of on like the tail end when you get to like the late eighties, early nineties, that's when Chuck E. Cheese is kind of on its way out almost in a sense it's there, but it doesn't have that same power that it carried in the seventies and eighties, you know, when it's pizza time theater and all that Nolan Bushnell stuff. So I feel like almost like it sounds like the almost in a weird way that like the main target audience for someone who would really have real nostalgicness for that time would be someone who's almost like 10 years older than us even when I think about it. But then again, that'd be such a weird one to be like, okay, here you go, Mr. Like 45 year old man. Here's the movie for you. Five Night at Freddy's. I'm wondering, (laughs) I'm wondering how ghoulish it would be and how people, how tasteless people would consider it, but how, how many people would actually go to check it out if it was the case, if they had like an animatronic like realistic i mean i'm talking like top level like disney imagineers making this shit and it was kind of like hey it's like uh it's 
you know, open, it's a bar, you know, it's more for adults and it's like, and it's kind of like there's Tupac or there's David Bowie or <laughs> there's, there's John Lennon, you know, like just something I, people would say it's very tasteless and I understand why, but another part five of it is kinda, the, <laughs> well, five nights at Tupac. <laughs> yeah. Just starts chasing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's one of those ones. I actually can't think of that Five Nights at Freddy's for how popular it is. It's just your mama. He gained self awareness. <laughs> exactly. You almost could make an, a very nostalgic, like kind of redone version of Chuck E. Cheese that I bet you would actually sell well for a moment. And I, well, it was not like a lasting kind of business. It's like there's like a yeah. You make a Five Nights at Freddy's, an actual pizzeria that you can go into, and it's kind of got that. But it's it's almost. It's five. It's like you know Chuck E. Cheese like where it's got all the same things, but it just kind of has more of a horror tinge to it. You know, mm-hmm. like I I could see something like that actually being one of those like you know ones. As I said, it wouldn't last for that long, but it's something that could almost happen. Probably too expensive to run in this day and age. So much physical stuff, but yeah. with like a modern arcade even and all that kind of stuff, it'd be like a Dave and Buster's, I guess, but just themed differently. <laughs> I, well, I remember of like, um, there was, uh, I've said this before on the show. It was a long time ago. Um, back when I was a kid, um, we went, I went to Chuck E. Cheese a couple of times, but there's a place that we went to more. And it was actually one of those things like, it, you just have those things where like your parents kind of like it a little bit more because it's kind of like that bridge between them, uh-huh. between you and them. And there's a place called Bullwinkles. And it was literally, I mean, a lot of younger people probably don't know about this cartoon, but it was Rocky and Bullwinkle, the old, you know. And it was basically Chuck E. Cheese, but with Bullwinkle's characters and those type of, it was like Bullwinkle, Underdog, Dudley Do-Right. Um, it's probably another one I'm forgetting. But basically, it was... Mm-hmm. Um, and they would, you would go in, you know, had they had the arcade and they would have like wanted posters of like Boris and Natasha and like the, um, the bad guy from Dudley Do Right and all, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it would just, you know, they have the whole aesthetic. And what would happen is like, even like the, the, uh, band, which was Rocky Bullwinkle. And then I think it was like Dudley Do Right was on the drums. Underdog was on the keyboard. There's some, probably another per- character I'm forgetting somewhere in there. And then in the balcony box was like Boris and Natasha. And they would like just talk shit like the old, like the old, like the old Muppets, you know, the old men Muppets. And I remember it felt was, it was really cool. It was really immersive, but then they stopped kind of updating shit after a while. (laughs) And like, and kids don't know who fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle are anymore, you know? And as it went on, like they just started like being decrepit. Like when underdog was on the, keyboard he would just be like, just like all like zombieing out just kind of like just like spazzing out like dudley do right would just kind of like have the same motion just like same drum motion over and over um rocky i don't remember what, what was wrong with rocky exactly but bullwinkle was gone like full-on like terminator 2 like part of his face was missing you see some of the robotics so you can see like the mechanics exactly <laughs> Definitely had that going on. And then what would happen <laughs> just is like... Just big old red eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's no stocks. He just turns and looks at you like, oh, he's going for the fast bear shit. 20 Fuck years you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, points like the grenade launcher, you know? <laughs> 
like, oh, he got that from the prize shop. But um, <laughs> he got it next to the Virtual Boy. Um, <laughs> no, and um, it was also, God, what was the other thing? Um, oh, yeah. Whenever, like, Boris and Natasha would be like, we must find a way to, like, to ruin show for Moose and Skrull or whatever, like, a light would shine on and they would roll out and talk shit and they just roll back. After a while, the light would just shine on, and they would have them see. They would roll out. <laughs> you would be seeing like the top of their heads, kind of like in the back of the balcony. <laughs> so, it was one of these things where it was like, I mean, my dad was like, "Man, they just fucking ruined it." Because like, I think he liked that cartoon <laughs> as a kid. So, yeah, well, he just, yeah. and he was yeah, and he was kind of like saying, "You know what? For being what it was, it was pretty cool." I mean, yeah, it was kind of cool seeing these things from my childhood, and they had actually good beer and good pizza and. Yeah, I kind of liked it, you know. And then it's just one of those things where you're just like, these guys fucking ruined it. <laughs> Come on, Ryan, the Cold War's over. We're going home. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> Boris and Natasha won, and their eye patch Nazi commander. <laughs> Well, that one really is. I mean, like, going around, like, I watched a lot of uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle when I grew up, but I think that was because it's like, that was the thing. The parents like, oh, yeah, there, there we go. Here's a classic show for the kids. Come on, throw this on. Like, you'll, you'll enjoy this. This is a great one, you know? And, of course, yeah, you just watch it and you enjoy it and so on. But that is kind of a bizarre one where they're like, you know what? This Chuck E. Cheese is popular. I think we could do something similar, you know? We got we got cartoon characters. Yeah, cartoon characters that technically haven't had anything for a while. That's okay. At some point, they're going to get live-action movies of all this stuff. Well, it's also weird when you think about it, because, like, Rocky and, oh. Um, um, George of the Jungle, Mr. I guess, is the other one. Too. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Oh, yeah, that, that's the they, other one they, there, They too. were in the band. That, that was the ones I was thinking of. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it was, like, it's funny, though, because it's, like, when you think back on that, like, at the time, at the time, I get it, because there actually are, like, kid cartoons that are, like, aimed like kind of like yeah kids could enjoy it but it's also a little bit like um the it's it's clever enough for an adult to enjoy i'll i'll i'll, I'll and say it i think gravity falls is a really well-written show and it's pretty funny but mm-hmm. um i'm thinking about something like like rocky and bullwinkle i haven't seen it like in 20 years but i thinking back on it there's a lot of stuff i think was going over my head like oh i wasn't around in the cold war I wasn't around and that was all just a lot of like, I mean, yeah, sure. There was like, and plus I had the whole, like, meanwhile in the 1940s, you know, I had that kind of like, you know, newsman radio voice. So I'm thinking like such a big, like kids like, why does he talk so fast? What's going on? What's, why is there, why are they fighting Nazis and Russians at the same time? (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, cause it was always, it was always so, so continual and so serialized too. So I think Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things like, okay, remember this Cold War satire cartoon from the 60s? Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Well, it is interesting, though, because Rocky Bullwinkle, I think, was the first cartoon to be serialized like that, too, where, like, they had a continuous story going on. Like, it wasn't just random-ass episodes. Easy. Yeah. You know, well, because at that time period, it's just, yeah, a lot of times it's like, here's a quick, you know... You know, here's, here's, you know, Jumpin' Jackrabbit and whatever the hell else there was and, like, all these real quick shows. And that was one of the first ones where it's like, you know what? We can make this into a full-on story. We'll make it interesting for both kids and adults. We'll, we'll get them all kind of hooked in there so that they don't feel like they're sitting there going, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> I might need to actually go back and rewatch it just out of curiosity to see of, like, because 
it wouldn't surprise me the least bit if maybe some early South Park type shit was going on. Like, what if they were making? I mean, I, I don't know if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Probably not by probably not week to week. But I wonder if they were like, okay, let's try and keep up on world events so we could satirize it. I'm wondering that because there's a lot of shit that was going over my head when I was watching as a kid. And granted, I wasn't the smartest child, but at the exact same time, it wouldn't surprise me the least bit if that's what they were doing. Yeah, you never know. They could be doing like that too, because I, I literally haven't watched it since probably the '90s. So it's been it's been a good while. But um, but I always I always did like rock and bowling. You know, I'm not saying that. You know, but even they, speaking of kind of like they pat it out. Then they do they then they pat it out with the Dudley do right and underdog shit, where it was more like oh you don't need to that wasn't continual. It's just here's the fun short stuff. Yeah, so you have all those stories and whatnot too. George of the Jungle, I guess, was part of that and. Yeah, all those ones there, which I, I would literally watch every single one of those. That was still back in the day when you watched every cartoon. You know what I mean? Like, pretty much, I feel like in the 90s, you just watched every cartoon that was created since the dawn of time, pretty much. Like, that, that was all part of the, the lineup, you know, where nowadays, you know, it's just there's a big missing part of, like, old animation. But, um, but yeah, that used to be there. But I was even thinking, you know, even speaking of that kind of Chuck E. Cheese, Five Nights at Freddy's kind of this, you know where, like, that would actually work kind of in an interesting way that I feel could work in both a nostalgic way, but then you could also kind of make it modern would be to take something like the Nintendo land at uh, universal studios and literally put like a Nintendo kind of theme Chuck E. Cheese thing in there. You know, I know they got, the, they got, they do have like the Yoshi's bar or restaurant, whatever the hell it is. Yoshi's fucking bar and grill. <laughs> She's just, Yoshi, Yoshi just like in a fucking dive bar. There's just a tiny Yoshi costume just hunched over. Like, it's Yoshi bar. He just looks over at the kid, just doesn't say nothing, just goes back. I'm just like, my wife won't call me back. <laughs> Somebody's looking at the menu like, hey, this looks like the same fucking menu of like Jimmy Buffett's place. <laughs> Yeah. You shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. I bought those rights fair and square when he passed away. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just called it's just called the pit. That's all it is. And like, maybe, maybe like the eye is like a Yoshi egg at the dot. Maybe that's what it is. It's the pit. But it's like, oh, I guess it's a Yoshi place. There's a little like Yoshi egg on the, the dot would be. And then like go in like just the normal dive bar. They're just like a couple of guys dressed as Yoshi. They're just being all fucking depressed. Like, what the fuck? Like, look, mascots need a t- time to relax, too. OK. <laughs> Boy, the, the, the Yoshi Bar and Grill just literally became the place that all like the yeah, the mascots were walking around the park go to after work to like fucking chill. But they cannot take the ma- ma- masks off. Still, they have to drink it. Through. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Princess Peach vaping right now? <laughs> To be like, you know what? We we stopped taking the kids to the Yoshi Bar and Grill. It just uh, just became they they allowed smoking in there. Well, I don't think they allowed smoking. It just no one's gonna stop them. There's a minion doing like five finger fillet, just like doing that shit. You know, as long as every employee is fine with smoking, which they are, the smoking can continue. You know, it started off as like one day a guy came in, a guy dressed as Yoshi, wasn't doing so good, and he was just hunched over. He wasn't reacting to nothing. It went viral. More people came in, would have come in too, and then it just, it just kind of was unspoken. It just became the new thing. You know, it just, it just kind of happened this way. We don't know. It's we're right next to Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. <laughs> it is right next to Jurassic Park, right? You Pretty much, it. yeah. It's it's like. I guess one Universal Studio block away from Jurassic Park. Um, 
I was gonna say, what the hell was there even beforehand? It's next to where Backdraft used to be for anybody who wants like a 25 <laughs> year old reference. Where Backdraft used to be, because <laughs> you know you got to be next to this purist that just like. <laughs> yeah, those purists that come in that are like, like, man, I can't believe they got rid of the backdraft ride. I can't believe they got rid of the Joe Dirt ride, you know, for this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's just not the same It was ever Joe Dirt ride. I don't think so. <laughs> but I you never I'm, know. I'm stealing. There I'm could be. Stealing, I'm stealing a joke from like. Bill Murr, up a Bill Barr, Bill Burr, Bill Murr, Bill Murr. I fucking hate Bill Murr. Bill Burr, Bill Burr was Bill Burr, talking yeah. about. He went to, um, he went to Universal Studios and took his kids. He's like, I waited two hours and forty five minutes for that fucking Mario ride. <laughs> it's like an eight minute bit about it. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. But at some point, he says like, my wife got my wife got the super VIP thing, and since the Mario thing is so new, it works on everything. But the Mario thing, it's just like, hey, you can cut in line at the Bill and Ted ride. You can cut in line at the Joe Dirt ride. <laughs> you can cut in line at the Tango and Cash ride. Probably <laughs> 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 just did naming off all kinds of Universal movies and so on. Yeah, just like he's just like, but this you gotta fucking wait. Two hours like this is like, and then we get I'm not gonna do the whole bit, but he he is like, and after for two hours and forty five minutes, we finally get up to that fucking line, and there's some lady dressed like fucking Mario. Like, are you guys ready? Like, you're asking me to give you more energy. I've been standing here for forty <laughs> for two hours and forty five fucking minutes, and you're demanding more energy from me. How about you just shut the fuck up? And like, it's like a total <laughs> Bill Burst. <laughs> This is a super rant. <laughs> it was good. It was good. At some point, he's like, I don't know, he's gesturing like he's like, it's like, well, you got your kid there. He's like, step. He's like, he like um, he's like partially on a couch and like part of like a cushion falls over. He smacks it back like it's a kid or something. So, <laughs> it's just small stuff, kind of like that. You know? <laughs> well, 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 I'm glad we caught that one. Like literally, like. 10 minutes before it was going to close. So the line was like maybe like 20 minutes of that even. Okay. So um, I'm not, did Cisco go in with the laminated, like tie, like print out of like, okay, we go now. Just kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. Pretty much. We, we were running in there. It's like, Oh shit, there's one, more, one more ride. Let's go, 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 go. You know, right. go before they throw us out. Yeah. You know, one of those ones. <laughs> just like the closing the gates, just like sneaking sideways. Like that. <laughs> Here we'll start the car up ourselves. <laughs> it's not a pole start, sir. Please it's not a track. The... Oh, it's not on a track anymore. You do the wipeout thing. The... <laughs> if you don't start right, <laughs> got Lakitu coming after you to like take you off the track. Oh, not here! <laughs> Come shooting out of the park on like the cards. Be like, so the... that's not how it's supposed to be. We were supposed to put locking mechanisms on there. <laughs> John Hammond comes out with like a fucking Koopa shell and like in the amber, like no, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> next time, there won't be a next time, John. There's no more. Well, technically, <laughs> if you think about it, business should always. There's going to be faults. We just got to keep trying. Like I always love how, like in movies. Nobody ever tries again. They, they always get that sort of a, I always call it the Wiley Coyote syndrome because that was what used to bother me a lot when I watched Looney Tunes as a kid is Wiley Coyote. He would try things once 
and it would not work, and then he would never try it again, ever. That's it. That one time, I'm like, well, why don't you take that first time and make it better? And that used to bother me as a kid. Like, as a kid, I'm watching and be like, I'm obviously not getting, like, the way that normal people are supposed to be watching it. I'm thinking of it like, no, no, no. You're supposed to progress that invention every single time. Every single time. Make it better. Just keep working on that, and you'll eventually get them. It's going to work out. Just make a shorter fuse on the rocket shoes and, like, maybe have a parachute next time. That's all you got to do. You really just got to plan around this thing. Maybe you'll wait for the anvil to drop before you, like, step under it. You know, you just really got to plan these things out a little better. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, going back to that Mario theme. See, the Mario kind of Chuck E. Cheese theme would be actually kind of a cool thing if you kind of went in. And they had all kinds of kind of cool Mario animatronic characters and, and put the rest of the goddamn Nintendo crew in there. Not just Mario. Like, I mean, tomorrow, I love Mario. But, like, it was kind of a bummer. Like, you call it Super Nintendo Land? There's, there's not even a Super Nintendo in here, you know? But um, have all, like, the old arcades. Have the mixed matches stuff in there. Have a legitimate arcade. You know, have some kind of cool Nintendo-themed pizzas and so on like that. I, I think that could be an awesome kind of thing. Because then that would be the one that, like, you would get all like the old folks like us coming in. Be like, "Oh, this is pretty fucking awesome! It's like a Chuck E. Cheese. Look at, look at, there's a pinball machine here. I feel at home. Yep, yep. There we go. I can live here. You know." The only problem with that kind of thing, I'm just being realistic here. The only problem with that, I mean, it would have to be massive, like massive, like almost kind of like the size of like bigger, almost. Another local reference, actually going back to another movie we talked about, but like, it has to be bigger than like um the Santa Cruz boardwalk arcade, you know, it'd have to be fucking huge just because if they have, whenever they have like a themed, like hangout area, it, the it theme parks, it just, they got to like, okay, okay. You had your 20 minutes, come out with a cattle prod, shoo, shoo, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, so hope you enjoyed the experience. So I think it'd be cooler if it was like a separate, like the grant would be really expensive, be expensive as fuck. You'd probably be booked, months out but it'd be cool if it if that was like a separate thing because in, in like a theme park it's like i went to the star wars cantina in disneyland but oh shit i lost them mm-hmm. oh andy's back okay cool um i went to the star wars cantina in disneyland and it was cool and it was immersive and the drinks were good but there was also a little bit of like this like it, you couldn't just hang out there and have a drink you, you, it was almost treated like a ride in itself. You either had to be in line and pee, you had to get a reservation and the reservations came in shifts. And if you weren't there, like at a certain, um, if you weren't like, if you didn't show up th- that shift, if you're in line, you have to sneak in. Cool. And I went in, it was cool. And the drinks were good. Drinks were expensive as fuck. <laughs> and um, the only way you could stay at that bar is if you're like, drinking a lot you know so <laughs> and whenever when you have like a a dagobah daiquiri or whatever the fuck you know it, it when every drink of the cheapest drink on that menu is like 16 bucks and that's for like a draft yeah. beer or whatever <laughs> then it's like okay for like a okay. blue ribbon <laughs> i didn't try that i actually got some kind of like you just call it wampa piss or something like that <laughs> i would have tried wampa piss like let's see <laughs> <laughs> is this just Mountain Dew with like with, you just like pour some paps in a Mountain Dew like yeah that's what <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's not Mountain Dew though <laughs> you know it, it's it's the off brand one <laughs> like, 
like off-brand Mountain Dew, like uh, like Mount like like Mountain Spring or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the, 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 uh, but there's like um, I have like some kind of gin drink, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they put in it. It was like a um, it was like uh, it was like some weird drink, gin, gin drink, and it was really good and had some weird Star Wars name. And I was just like, eighteen fucking dollars for something that big? God damn! Yeah. And granted, it was like it was like the size of like, six ouncer. Yeah, it was really good, but I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah. So, and I was just like, so it's kind of hard to really totally taken in and enjoy it when it's you know that because well, that's all you're thinking about you're like i paid 18 dollars for this you're not thinking about the actual drink you're thinking about how much you just paid on that yeah exactly so <laughs> but you know um maybe, like, maybe i should have gone with the wampa piss fuck <laughs> <laughs> which one of those what what you know imagine. i don't mean to, i don't mean to, i don't mean to cut you off i just imagine like <laughs> Someone's like just ring a bell. Someone ordered the Wampa piss. Like a guy in a fucking Wampa costume comes out smoking a cigarette. He's like walking on the bar, puts the glass there. He's like, oh, just fucking fire hose just starts going into it. It's just like starting to miss the glass. He even runs on the side of the glass. He's just looking down at you. Still has a cigarette in his mouth. Puts the cigarette out in the drink when he's done. <laughs> sort of slides it over to you. <sighs> You're like, you better drink that, or it'll rip your arm off. <laughs> it's, considered, it's considered disgraceful in Wampa culture not to take what they offer you. Oh, fucking goddamn! Everybody's fucking looking at you in line. <laughs> Just totally on the spot. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's actually kind of good. <laughs> oh, crowd cheers, yeah, yeah, of course you'd say it's good. <laughs> the whole whole crowd cheers. Yeah, the, the robot piano player starts going back to playing the piano. <laughs> In Wampa culture, they say it's good is actually a bad thing. Give me your arm. <laughs> <laughs> Does it like a suplex on you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, you know, I think with the Nintendo Land, you know, we're actually would work well is in city walk city walk i think city if you had it over in that area you know one of those kind of like restaurant areas you could get some good space there and then you could always show people could show up there and it wouldn't have to be like oh i have to be inside the park and it's not it doesn't have that ride issue and it's just reg- a regular restaurant you know dave and busters but better themed because that's what i say about dave and busters dave and busters feels like it's kind of like generic people's arcades. it's not really like <laughs> you know hardcore arcades well i think it's also like for me in my opinion, I think David and Buster's is kind of like, um, how do I put it without sounding like a fucking elitist snob? It's, well, you kind of put it, it is kind of generic people arcade with a bar. And I think mm-hmm. for people who just, I think for like, you know, like a firm or like a, like a business, like, I think it's more made, more made for more than a kid's party. It's more made for like business events or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas party at this law firm or something. Maybe not a law yeah. firm, but like it's something, something like, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just 
a cheap law firm, you know, not, not, not the, not the big ones. I think it's something kind of like that more. It, it, they probably get most of their money. I'm sure they have, I've had birthday at Dave and Buster's and I felt like, wait, they serve like, they serve like, you know, cause I saw like, it was right when the star Wars pod racer game came out. Mm-hmm. The one where you get a drive. And I was like, Oh, cool. And there's like a Dave and Buster. It was back when I lived in San Jose when I was a kid. And I had a, I had a birthday there once and it was cool. But like, as a, as an adult, you kind of go to places where they have more of like, oh, this this thing they have Street Fighter Three over here. You know, it's like the small things like that. Like, I don't need the fucking bullshit where you're like on a fake motorcycle doing this. I just like, do they got? Oh, they got a Japanese arcade cabinet. Awesome. Well, I bet you if you went to Dave and Buster's, I didn't go to a Dave and Buster's till like the 2000s. It was like the first time I ran across one. So I bet you if you went to one back in like the 90s, that probably actually was a pretty legitimate arcade setup at that time period. I stumbled into one at a uh, work party in um, twenty like twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, and it was mm-hmm. very much like it was a fun time, but it wasn't like anything. Right, it felt kind of like, uh, you know, we don't got to try. We 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 got whatever. We we got most of the game. You know, what I mean, they, they you know they had some like Street Fighter Five or whatever like on arcade, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like it was stuff you'd expect to see at those kind of arcades. It wasn't anything like cool it wasn't like the smaller weirder niche things like you might come, come across at like a independent arcade you know yeah no 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 i mean it's, i'm not saying that there's not you don't, you don't find a couple of cool cabinets and so on there yeah. i've definitely always found something interesting to play but uh yeah it's not like especially just this day and age it's not the same thing you know i mean sometimes you find some of those cool ones like there was one in like los it was in like downtown los angeles and it was like an arcade bar. The one thing, I, this is just the old person to me and maybe just the hardcore gamer as well, too. But then there was like some DJ playing the whole time. And then like, I felt like, you know what? You know what would be nice is if that DJ just shut the fuck up and let's just hear the arcade music. <laughs> I'm just imagining you just like on a rocking chair saying that. Like, oh, it's all these fucking kids are all just doing that shit. I actually, yeah. the arcade I'm talking about, actually, there's one. Um, because I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it didn't bother me, but I mean, so there was this really cool arcade slash bar called, I think it was called the Emporium. And it was in, there's, there's a couple locations in the Bay Area, but I think the main one was mm-hmm. in San Francisco, Lower Haight-Ashbury. And, um, or Lower Haight, not Haight-Ashbury, but Lower Haight. And they had a bunch of awesome beers on tap. And then they also had like, it was basically an old movie theater but they converted it into an arcade and they had a lot of, you know, they had some of the obvious ones, you know, and they had like some classic stuff like, you know, Simpsons brawler stuff and then a bunch of like mm-hmm. Japanese fighting games, like street fighter three and all that kind of stuff. And then some newer stuff too. It was, it was like, it was very well-rounded. And then it was also like one of those double layered, like um, <clears throat> double layered theaters with a balcony and all that, you know, overlooking. So there's a lot of room for games and people to sit around and hang out. And, um, <clears throat> And um, usually they'd be projecting like old kaiju movies or like anime or something to that effect on this big screen throughout Mm -hmm. the day or throughout the night. But apparently on Fridays and Saturday nights, they get a DJ. And um, yeah. And, um, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. It's Friday night. And I was just actually 
James, my friend, was visiting, and uh, we were out there playing, and like I think we were playing like Turtles in Time or something, and then all of a sudden, like the DJ starts playing like some Justin Bieber, and all these people are like, yeah, yeah, baby, baby, oh fuck, baby, you know, just back getting right into it, and I'm just like, why the fuck, Justin Bieber? Like, like the math, like, nah. most of the people here when this song came out, they were like. 10 or 12 fuck you know what i mean so it's just one of those things like you just suddenly feel like the grim reaper scythe just kind of loom over you the second you kind of start to think about it because you're just thinking like yeah if they're like playing some backstreet boys or whatever and i'm like okay whatever yeah sure backstreet's back okay cool right on <laughs> you know but these but they start playing some fucking old school justin bieber and these kids are just fucking losing their shit and I'm like oh Oh, we're the old guys playing Ninja Turtles while all these kids just mosh to like fucking these kids mosh to fucking Bieber. Yeah, no, I, I've seen that happen many a times. The, the Bieber the goes prior. over hardcore, yeah, in DJing. So uh, it, it's weird. It's hard, it's hard to get used to. It's just like the same thing with uh, Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Like people go ape shit. Literally ape shit, like two steps away from throwing their shit at each other, you know, like going back to primal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a monolith comes down, (laughs) fucking Miley Cyrus. It's just Miley Cyrus. (laughs) (laughs) It's just circling around it, party in the USA. (laughs) Yeah, I know, it gets fucking weird. Or that was like the the other one too, was like, remember DJing and it was like, they wanted a, I guess it was a Frozen song. I think that's what it was. Like, and oh, that yeah. was the one where the fucking kids sang louder than the speakers of the DJ system at that thing. And I was like, now I know what the Beatles felt like when they were playing those song, the, those shows earlier and they couldn't hear them fucking selves because the audience was louder than they were. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, I guess that's also one that everyone knew. But sometimes you were, you, you know, the ones in the front row were the drama kids. It had to be the drama kids in the front row because there's always just something about like that flavor. I'm not, I'm not giving it shit. I mean, I was in some drama classes too, but I was like, oh, drama classes, this person, that person's cool. But <clears throat> sorry, I'm coming over a cold. But this person, that person's cool. But these guys are a bit much over here, you know? And there's always just something like, they just got to sing and act constantly. And like, I remember like back when I was like working in San Francisco and I worked at a bike rental place because it, it was, the place was right by the, um, science, the Academy of Science. So you always be getting field trips going by and I could always spot the fucking drama kids because whatever musical just came out, they'd always be like wearing it and they'd just be singing. Like, so Hamilton just came out like, I'm not going to waste my shot. I'm not going to waste my shot. Just singing that like Warren Hamilton. Like, oh, all right, that, that must be the drama kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They sure stand out. Yeah. I'm standing out amongst the crowd. Like, oh, wow. Classic. Nice work. Yeah. Well, that's always the weird thing about drama kids is that it feels like they only have like 50 albums to choose from. Like, that's over a hundred year period. <laughs> you know, that, that's like it. You know, that there's not that much. It's it's not like heavy metal people that got like a lot of music to choose from. You know what I mean? It's like, there, there's no real deep cuts in drama or in musical theater. <laughs> You know, if you kids really wanted to stand out, here's some Metallica right here. <laughs> here's some Def Leppard. Here. 
I'll throw a little bit of I'll throw a little bit of Iron Maiden your way. See if that gives you some fucking chest hair. <laughs> yeah, well, those ones. But you know, I, I want to say going back to like, even like the arcades is like that I'm one that you're talking about sounds pretty awesome. And I'll say this like the DJ wise, if the DJ played music that was themed around video game type stuff, I think that would be okay. I just don't really like when the music has absolutely nothing to do with the video game stuff. Now, granted, I get it. Like, obviously, the DJ would look at you and be like, yeah, you think playing Justin Bieber was stupid? Look at the fucking audience. You're the fucking idiot. Like, oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're Ixnate, I guess. I guess we're the two fucks playing Turtles, you know, and bitching at you. Do you <laughs> yeah, you are. You fucking, you're the two asking for fucking Weird Al Yankovic, you fucking idiots. <laughs> do you realize right now, as I yell at you from behind my speakers and my laptop, I'm getting sucked off by two people at the same time? How is that possible? You'll never fucking know because you're not playing Justin Bieber. Like, oh, I guess, I guess you're right. All right, shit. Why don't you go back and play your fucking Battletoads? It's Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Same fucking He's right. difference. He's right. Okay, well, we, we got yelled at by a 22-year-old in a beanie. So let's, let's, let's go. Well, he put us in our place, so let's go. That's all we deserve is our Turtles and our IPAs that cost $8 a pint. Yeah, one of those ones. The other thing I notice a lot of times in uh, arcades when I find them, that even if they are kind of neat ones, I notice that there's a certain section of arcades I have a hard time finding anymore. Like, you'll go to an arcade, and of course, you know, a lot of times you'll find the modern ones, you know, the ones that are, you know, from like the, whatever, the raw thrills, like all those kind of like 2000s or 2010s on up. You'll find those ones. And then you'll find a lot of the 70s kind of 80s arcade cabinets. Those aren't too hard, I think, because they also make a lot of replicas of all, you know, especially, you know, Centipede, Space Invaders, Pac-Man, yada, yada, yada. I noticed that the ones that are kind of hard to find are a lot of times like the 90s into early 2000s arcade cabinets. Those ones, like, it's, it's like, you don't just normally run across a lot of times, like, a Lethal Enforcers one as often. Or you don't run across, like, especially, I haven't seen a Police 911 in a very long time. Um, you know, just even some of the other certain variations, like... You know, you'll find like some maybe the big ones, like you'll see some of the time crises and ones like that that appeared more often in like movie theaters and so on. But then trying to find like Crisis Zone or even Virtual Cop and those kind of ones like that, those are the tough games to find. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> I wonder if you're just like, I wonder if it's just one of those things like just wear and tear over time, and it just became cheaper just to like get rid of the game than have the guy come out, keep on repairing it and fixing it. Well, yeah, I think there's always that, too. And it's like anything that, like, as it gets older, more and more of them get recycled. More and more of them get tossed out. There becomes less and less. Of course, they weren't producing as many arcades in the 90s as they were in, like, the 80s and 70s. So there's actually probably more cabinets of some of those older machines, ironically, than there is of some of those ones. But um, you would have thought that probably by the time the 2000s rolled around, people started preserving those arcades maybe a little bit more, maybe not as much. I mean, there's always that weird period where... People just go like, oh, it's out of style. Toss them out. You it know, was probably before there's a lot of appreciation for it. Before like, this is just something the stupid fucking kids like, and they're going to forget about it as soon as something better comes out. So probably that kind of attitude. Yeah. So, but it's like, it's one of those ones, like, that's the ones I always notice I have a hard time finding. Is anything kind of about like, maybe mid 90s to, to like 2005, like that kind of range of games. Those ones. I mean, I'll find them every once in a while. I'm not saying I don't find them, but I just don't find those, those ones as commonly. <laughs> As I find sometimes like some of the eighties ones that are a little bit more, you, you see a little bit more often. I actually, um, one of the 
places that have the best arcades and you'll i know you'll probably agree with me on this now i've only been there once and i was there when i was 14 so i was too young to do anything else <laughs> but las vegas had some of the mm. best arcades because they did have all the new stuff along with a lot of old stuff and this is ta- this is from talking from like 2002 2003 around that time so who knows if it still stands but I remember when I went to Las Vegas with the, for the first and only time with this one friend, and I was like saying, guys, there's like this Sonic the Hedgehog fighting game. It was a Qzar, which is this laser tag place, which got pushed, got destroyed years ago or whatever. And they would never believe me about this Sonic the Hedgehog fighting game. Like, yeah, it's like it's like a 3D Sonic game. You're fighting people. You're fighting each other. I'm like, no, you're fucking making that up. And then like, it's apparently Sonic the Fighters or Sonic Champions, depending on which one it was. Um, mm-hmm. I think now it's officially Sonic the Fighters, but I think some cabinets were called Sonic Champions. Um, it was like a very rare cabinet, apparently. And then we were mm-hmm. going through like Vegas, and one of the people I was telling about the game who never believed me, we came across it like, see, I told you, fuck you. And like, it was like all these years of just wanting to play that game again because it was just this game that was just like so elusive and it's like a diehard Sonic fan. I was like, it's finally here. It's finally eventually Granted, it would come out years later on GameCube, <laughs> but like it seemed like that that forbidden thing you'll never find again. And then playing it, I was like, "There's better games." But regardless, I'm happy to have it. You know, I'm gonna be playing it right now. You know? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, yeah, finding those ones in the arcade. I was like, when I found the Mega Man fighting game, like in the arcades before, I was like, "What the fuck? What is this?" Is that like, the one where like you unheard. choose like between Mega Man and Proto Man and Bet Base and and you fight different bosses? Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah, there's two of them or something like that. I found that in Reno a long time ago. But, you know, the interesting thing is Vegas used to be, like, the mecca of arcade cabinets, it felt like, in the 90s in America. Like, I, I don't know how many other places would be as good as Vegas was because that's why uh, that's why I have so much nostalgic love for Vegas as a kid, and nobody could ever figure that out when I would tell them that. They'd look at me like I'm a psychopath for saying how great I love Vegas back then. But... It was one of those ones where it's like every single casino had an amazing arcade and they were all different from each other. So you could just literally walk from one casino to the next and you would just find a brand new plethora of cabinets to choose from. And they were so good. I mean, I remember like the Mirage had a fantastic one. Sahara, when it was around, had an amazing one. Um, the MGM Grand had one of the best arcades I've ever seen. New York, New York still had a solid one, Sam Circus Circus, but it was so cool to have all that. And the thing is, I haven't been to Vegas in almost like 20 years by now um, that I kind of wonder if it's even, I'm I'm almost afraid to go because I don't want to be disappointed. You know what I mean? I don't want to go down there and go, this is, well, this is where it used to be. And now all it's here is rubble and mess and nothing's left over because I hate to sort of say it. That's how Reno is. Like when I go to Reno and I go, I went to like the circus circus arcade and that used to be a great one back in the day. Nothing, no arcade cabinets, just the ticket machines and that's it. And it's just so sad and crappy. And even some of the other ones I found too, it's like, you'd find maybe if you're lucky, you might find, Oh, here's a modern space invaders or something like that. You know, here's a couple of the raw thrills ones for the new ones. But like, Ah, they just kind of suck. So, so I'm, I'm kind of afraid that if I go to Vegas, maybe, it, I don't know, I could be wrong. There might be more of a holdover. There might be some more neat stuff there, some retro arcades. I still kind of want to look, but I'm, I'm kind of afraid. I just don't want to go there and be like, all the all these things that I grew up loving doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. No more. It went away off the wasteland. 
I'm imagining you going to MGM Grand and like only people our age are in the arcade. And then like Andy Garcia is watching from like the um from the from the uh security footage, Andy Garcia from Oceans Eleven. He's like <laughs> Who's this guy that keeps on playing the time crisis machine? He's been out for 45 minutes. Like, sir, we think he just really, he's really into the game. No, he's on to something. He's on to something. Don't, don't let him leave. Let's see. (laughs) 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 You're doing the whole fucking casino treatment. Like, okay, you're leaving with the, you're leaving with the tickets in a broken hand <laughs> we can go for free what do you want you know? I, I gotta keep going I'm, I'm at the last stage you know what I mean I got two more quarters of my name don't you dare take this away from me <laughs> I respect that but we're still gonna have to break one of your hands break my nose break the left hand. one <laughs> that's not my trigger figure <laughs> I respect it <sighs> man that guy's dedicated he's still going at it with a broken hand <laughs> Keep your eye on him. He's in it with that George Clooney fuck. I know it. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those ones. I, I just don't know. I really want to go to Vegas to check it out just to see, like, like an archaeological investigation, you know. But I, you know, you don't want to kind of come home and be like, "What's the point? It's just all gone away. There's nothing out there for me. It's all gone, lost in time." To the point where, like, you start being, like, fucking old Indiana Jones telling stories that, like, dude, that didn't fucking happen. Like, I was there. I know there was a Mad Dog McCree game in Santa Cruz. I used to play it all the time. I had some of the best. Okay, old man, get out of here. No, don't take me away. Don't take me. He's dragging him out of here. (laughs) But it's like, um, I'm trying to think on, like, um, just to be Indiana Jones, just to be that guy, be some old man shambling. Let me tell you about my adventures. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of some boy in an ice cream shop. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best ones where he goes in and like Indy fucking like assaults some guy behind like the ice cream shop, and then he's like, he's like, I gotta tell you a story for an hour about like you know some real tyrant people back in the day. You know, it was World War One. <laughs> Oh shit, here he goes for 45 minutes again. I killed a lot of Germans so you could make some ice cream. Be grateful, you son of a bitch. Killed a lot of Germans and a lot of Asians. Be grateful. Like, whoa, whoa, you can't. What were you killing Asians for? I don't know. They just happen to be there. You were in Africa. (laughs) Oh. 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 Well, let me tell you another 45-minute story. We were on this riverboat, you see. Oh, geez, here he goes again. About the raft going down five waterfalls. It was three, <laughs> God damn it! It's not... Everybody exaggerates that story. It's only three waterfalls. And yes, I saw aliens. Yeah, yeah they're real, damn it, you know. And Jesus, too. I saw, I saw it all, you know. I forced Gump my way through life before Forrest Gump even did it. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, Let me tell you about the time Picasso bought me a hooker. I was ten years old. Oh, really? Does is there an episode about that? This literally does happen. Literally, he's he's hanging out. With, it's him and Norman Rockwell, and like Norman Rockwell is like fourteen, and Young Indy's like ten. It's a boy episode, 
and they're hanging out with like Picasso, like late at night, like Picasso doesn't think anything of this. They're like, Hey, let's take these kids back. We'll get some drinks, some hookers and make some fucking art. Just oh. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Just <laughs> I'm just imagining George Lucas in the pitch in the pitch meeting for that. Like, all right, so here's what's gonna happen. George, it was already weird. We did the math. We didn't think about the time. We did the math. And like Meredith told Indy that she was just a girl. If you do the math, she would have been twelve. He would have been like like 19 so that's fucking weird all right we didn't put, put the math together then but now we're doing this thing where you're taking historical figures and they're doing blow and fucking hookers with like kids yeah what's wrong with that you got a robe sometime it's educational why you don't like education fucking anti-artist you look up the subtext of what norman rockwell's pictures were yeah <laughs> if you could draw, about like, fucking. that's what they all are every single one's about fucking this boy painting a fence, it's code. <laughs> He's fucking that fence. <laughs> these two kids jumping into like a, these two kids jumping into a river, they're probably be fucking each other. I guarantee it. Like, all right, all right George. <laughs> this guy at the dentist office, that dentist is fucking him. <laughs> He's strapped down. Where's he going to go? <laughs> Where's he going to go? And then he's going to look at his wallet afterwards and be like, man, I totally was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what young indy he's gonna learn that that's what artists do you know get hookers do blow stay up late the fuck <laughs> da, 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 da. shit did you know that indy almost started world war one why well he was trying to bang the daughter of like you know austria well shit <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't see that episode, but now I'm thinking like he almost started World War One. Like, whoa, boy! <laughs> I almost started, but luckily, luckily there is enough. Well, me was thinking start was thinking brought America into it, but I almost started. Was is, it was it like did he? Um, he was he was he was, he was like hanging out with Franz Ferdinand's daughter. Oh, I was hanging out with Franz Ferdinand's daughter. Okay, okay. I was gonna say like. <laughs> Because what brought America into World War One was uh, ships. We were transport. It was one of those things. Like, look, we'll, we'll we'll send you guys some guns or whatever. But we're 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 not we're not doing that's that's, that's this is a, this is a European thing, right, guys? Fuck that. <laughs> this is a U issue, not us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a U, not a USA issue. Okay, you know. And they send and they send some guns, and Germans keep on like, oh mine, what does that? And like blowing it up. Like, oh motherfuckers, right? Guess what we're going, you know? So I think so. For, for but so for a minute, I was like, oh, was Indy, was Indy on the boat? Was Indy like on the boat or some shit? Or and like and then like just barely was like, oh no, he's trying to fuck a daughter. <laughs> trying to fuck his daughter. <laughs> Yeah, then, well, then and he, he joins the, he only joins the army before like America's even involved because he's just there with the Belgian army. Oh, okay. That, that's how he signs up. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to watch these events. I know you guys did a whole like retro of it on via VHS. So I'll have to watch that at some point. But, um, yeah, it, it's well worth it, you know. But, uh, yeah, arcades, finding all those good ones like that. 
it's like an Indiana Jones adventure that uh, there, there's some archaeological digs you got to kind of go through and then find the right ones too because sometimes you go to some arcades and then there's something like missing like you know you'll go there and you go like something's not right the atmosphere doesn't feel like what it should feel like you know especially when the djs are playing the wrong music and i know that once again i'm, I'm probably that old man bickering on the ground this is not how it's supposed to be damn it it doesn't feel like 1993 to me here how about you guys i wasn't born yet oh oh you're literally Indiana Jones with a fucking cane, like getting the DJ around the neck. Like, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me, Sonny. <laughs> like slapping him down on like the spinning rack. Like, breep, breep. Uh, damn it. That old man over there is attacking him. Like, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. It'll be like, oh, damn it, I'm an American citizen. Yeah, but you were born before the millennium. Get out of here. You're causing a riot. You know, a riot. <laughs> You were here before. You were here before the internet. So get gone. Your country yeah. was not welcome in the before times. Obviously, you can't handle technology enough. So you must stand outside where you belong in the weather. Go back to quoting Jurassic Park and sticking to the original 151 Pokemon. Okay, because that's all your brain capacity can go to. Damn it, we had gold and silver too. Shut the door on me. Shut the fucking door. Can you believe it? Shut the door on me. Well, I guess I'll go play some gold and silver. It's where I belong. That's all I know. That's all I have. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if we're I'm not sure if we're winding down, but I was gonna say I I mean I because I kept on derailing it and we ended on something else. We never actually talked about what a fucking Nintendo themed arcade would be. We 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 could edit this out or cut it out right here if you want, but I was realizing you kept on trying to bring that up, but I kept on talking about this one time, this one time at Bullwinkles, you know. This one time at Bullwinkle Camp. <laughs> the robot tried to fuck me. What? Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Backtrack. Five night at Bullwinkles. <laughs> Bullwinkle just walked around with a heart on all night and I had to keep the doors locked. <laughs> It's just Bullwinkle's voice. Where are you going? <laughs> oh. Just these gloved hands coming over the top of the bathroom stall. The fucking antlers rising up. Rising. <laughs> we found him over here, Rocky. Oh, my mom ain't gone. <laughs> Rocky's like sliding in on his belly underneath the stall looking up. He's got nowhere to go now. You know, get over here, you commie son of a bitch. <laughs> That's the thing. They're programmed to kill communists. They think everything after hours is communist. <laughs> well, the way that these fucking kids believe nowadays, they are a damn commie. <laughs> you want your free health care, huh? <laughs> You know what that free health care gets you? Rations. <laughs> and they're going to take your land from you next. That's what they do. They give you free health care so you're looking at the left hand. And on the right, now you lost your property. What kind of a goddamn fucking free American are you? You know what? We took that property fair and square from the ninjas. <laughs> it's our God-given right. It That's says it on the do. fucking flag. Asked Dudley Do right. He, he, he fired the gun there. He rode his horse backwards to get there. 
<laughs> you know, you have any idea how hard it is to shoot a native while riding your horse backwards? Shit. <laughs> Takes some fucking skill. And we got underdog on the team. Damn it. <laughs> Let's just say underdog did not, did not take mine to the Geneva con- Convention, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Nintendo theme park, I think, or uh, themed restaurant, I think would be pretty dope, though, if you had like literally like all like kind of the cool characters, even if it was like almost like Planet Hollywood themed, where like, you know, you had your sort of setups of like, here's kind of cool replicas of characters and, you know, like the poses from certain games, like, oh, here's Samus 1993, you know, Super Metroid or whatever, um, you know, and then you have other kind of things. And then it's got the arcade, which, of course, would have predominantly Nintendo themed arcades, but then it would be intermixed with other kind of games as well, too, I think. Yeah, yeah, you probably have like. You probably you probably get someone trying to do ambitious shit like it's only a matter of time before people try to steal this shit or some asshole comes and breaks it like ski ball could look like Samus in a morph ball or something or like Kirby but then it'd be like no dude this is just it, it's cool but it's too cool someone's gonna fuck it up you know someone's gonna destroy it there's like that kind mm-hmm. of thing you know of course the obvious one is if you have a little bumper car thing make them look Mario Kart I guess I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, there's so much you can do, but I, I, I do think, I hate to start saying, it is this day and age where, like, that kind of, like, full-on mechanical theme type stuff is way too expensive. I think that's the thing. Because it's, yeah. that, that, it's, like, perfect example is, like, you go to the Mario Kart ride, and they felt like, we found a way to save a fuck ton of money on this. Put a little uh, AR headset on him. There you go. We got, shit, we don't have to design anything else. Put him on the track. Send them down. They got an AR headset on, so we're just going to shoot the fucking Mario Kart fucking eight characters in there because we ain't updating this shit. Like, th- there you go. They got a little button. They're shooting shells out. Simple enough. Okay, so it's all a lot, a lot of fixed stuff and it's the AR headset where you see a lot of the characters. Yeah, so you're, like, you're literally going down this slow-ass track. It's, it's still kind of fun. I mean, I mean like, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I was like, it's not as exciting as playing Mario Kart, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But, you know, you kind of go down at, like, five miles per hour, and you look in your headset, and then you just literally have, like, you know, it's like an on-rail shooter, (laughs) where you just, you try to rack up the highest kill score going down the track, shooting everybody else. You just come back to, like, like how many of of Bowser's children's heads did you collect? You just, like, shake the back of it. You just got a bunch of, like, you know, like, Koopa kids, like, ears that, like, you wear around your neck got Wendy, I got Ludwig, I got Lemmy, I got Iggy. Like, no, Iggy, no. Yeah, I got the good one, yeah. So it's all Bowers, Bowser's kids from his first wife. Yeah. He, <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? We got a divorce, so I, I, I literally just gave her the fucking kids. <laughs> That's it. I, I, You know what? That's too many mouths to feed, you know? And a lot of them, let's be honest, they've grown up. They fucking can move out. I know they want to stay at the castle, you know, and live here because I fucking paid the rent. You know, I bring in the fucking dough. I'm Bowser. You know, I, I keep I keep my fucking like you know eye out on this kingdom here and whatnot like that. But I said no, fuck it. You're old enough. You guys get out and get your own fucking job. You know what? You claim your own kingdoms. You know, be a fucking man and woman. You know, you you ain't just gonna be Bowser kids no more. I got my one kid. I love that one fucking kid. It's great when you got one kid. It's easy to you can spoil him. Try taking nine fucking kids to an amusement park. That is fucking expensive. 
<laughs> I don't care how many castles you own and how many like governments you've toppled. Yeah. Well, I can actually I like to imagine. I like to imagine that they are Bowser's children still. But what happened yeah. is he went back in time and met himself. And he's such a narcissist that he decided to be a father to himself. I'd like to think that's what he did. I don't, I don't know if that's the official canon because originally there was something about time travel, but then he's like, because it's about, about like baby Bowser and this Bowser Jr. later. So I like to think he went back in time. He says, like, I like me so much, I want to raise me right. So <laughs> that's what he's doing. He just abandoned all his other kids. Uh, I, I like that one, you know, because in my book, they, they all are Bowser's kids. No way you're taking that away. Like, I feel like you can't retroactively act to do that. No, no, no. Bowser has a lot of fucking kids, and that's just who he is. But then he decides, you know what? I just want, I just want to focus on one. I feel like nine, that's too much attention to divide. But put a lot of focus into one, though. Well, at least one's going to turn out right. Is he? You're giving him a lot of, like, singular attention. It might make him be very entitled and selfish. Shut the fuck up. Who's who's the father here, huh? Who's got yeah. nine to ten kids? Really, one kid now. But who had who had ten kids? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. Bowser theme parks, Nintendo lands, old arcades. You know, th- there is this old world out there that you can discover here and there, and uh, be interesting to see what happens. But that's probably a good old place to wrap it all up at. You know, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, animations, old videos, and all that other fun jazz. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.